From the Museum of Science, Boston, this is Pulsar, a podcast where we answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. My guest today is Katie Slavensky, a paleontologist and educator at the museum. Katie, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So our first question to start off is a good one. It comes from Taylor, and it is, what does the word dinosaur mean? Well, the word dinosaur means terrible lizard, but the person who came up with that word never actually referenced it being terrible lizard. He actually referenced it being fearfully great. But if you actually take the Greek meaning of it, it is terrible lizard. I kind of like fearfully great, though, a little bit better because they're not technically lizards. So that leads into a question we've got a lot. Are dinosaurs related to birds? Yes, absolutely. Birds are dinosaurs. Not all dinosaurs are birds, but birds are dinosaurs. I like to compare it to mammals and whales. Whales are a type of mammal, but not all mammals are whales. And whales are a really weird type of mammal. Like you could easily, if you just came as an alien spaceship to this planet and looked at all the animals that lived here, you could decide whales look way too different from other mammals, so we don't count them as mammals. But obviously they are. And that's the same with birds and dinosaurs. We now know that birds do fall into the dinosaur category. Some people think like, oh, but they're so little. They're not what I think of when I hear the word dinosaur. It's like, well, though, scientifically speaking, they have all the hallmarks of being a dinosaur. They have the genetics of being a dinosaur. And so they are. So that means some of the dinosaurs survived the extinction and then evolved over 65 million years to look like the birds we have today? Exactly. In fact, a lot of them already were looking like the birds we had today back during that extinction event. So related to that, if they looked like that, did they have feathers? We've got a lot of questions about dinosaur feathers and also how we know that they had feathers since we usually think of only finding the fossils of their bones. Yes. So not all dinosaurs had feathers, but a number of them did. And the ones that are surviving today certainly do. The feathers we found in the fossil record tend to be from impressions. So feathers themselves don't fossilize very well. Usually only hard substances like bone can actually mineralize and fossilize into what we classically think of as a fossil. But there are impressions you can find. People find footprints, they find skin impressions, they find feather impressions in the rock. And the most famous is probably Archaeopteryx which has a beautiful array of feathers on multiple different fossil discoveries. But you can also find feathers on a number of other different extinct dinosaurs. So one of my favorites is Microraptor, which showed that there were feathers on its arms and legs that were long. It almost looked like it had four wings to fly around. Very cool. And you can even find feather evidence on bones. So it's not just always the impressions. Some bones have something called quill knobs, which are little tiny bumps along them to show where feathers would have attached. And actually, Velociraptor is a great example of a dinosaur that had quill knobs on its bones. So our next question is from Lydia. What is the biggest dinosaur egg? Yeah, I love this question because it's probably not what you would expect. At least the biggest egg that we know of from a dinosaur, for sure, is the elephant bird. So this is something that lived relatively recently. It went extinct a couple thousand years ago. And this was a type of bird that was absolutely huge. It was almost 10 feet tall. It lived in Madagascar. And its egg would have been over a foot long and weighed over 20 pounds. So it was a huge egg. 
But you think to yourself, well, what about like the really giant dinosaurs of the past? Like they had to have bigger eggs than that. And maybe they did. We just haven't found great evidence of larger eggs than that. The sauropods, so the long neck dinosaurs, the biggest eggs we found there were about 12 inches. The elephant birds is 13 inches. And those were animals that could get not just 10 feet tall, but the biggest sauropod, Argentinosaurus, was 110 feet long. So it's a little interesting that even the giant dinosaurs still seem to have relatively small eggs compared to modern birds. So we got a question from Liam that I love. Did T-Rex eat Stegosaurus? Haha. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I love that question too. There were some really cool carnivores that went after Stegosaurus during the time it lived, which was during the Jurassic period. So about 150, maybe to 155 million years ago, that's when Stegosaurus was a species of dinosaur that walked around the earth. But T-Rex didn't live until about 80 million years ago, up until about 65 million years ago in the Great Extinction event. So there's about just as much time between us and T-Rex as there is between T-Rex and Stegosaurus. So they never would have met each other. That's something we really don't think about. We think about the world of dinosaurs being a long time ago, and then all the dinosaurs were there, but they were on the Earth for a really long time, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they first appeared about 230 million years ago, and they're still around now. So we have a lot of dinosaur history to look at. We got a couple of different questions from people asking about Spinosaurus, and that was a dinosaur that was in the news last month. There was a new study or a new fossil found, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Spinosaurus is so cool. So Spinosaurus is this large two-legged kind of dinosaur that was uh, about 50 feet long. It was a carnivore and it lived also in the Cretaceous, but a little earlier than the Tyrannosaurus rex. So a little different time period. This is one of my favorite dinosaurs because it has such a cool history just with paleontology. The original fossils were found about a hundred years ago but were stored in a museum that got bombed during World War II. And so the fossils were just totally destroyed. But everyone really liked this dinosaur because it was cool, it had a possible sail on its back. It looked really different than some of the other dinosaurs we'd found and it was gigantic, so cool, but then destroyed. So paleontologists worked really hard to find new fossils and in recent years, they have. So the fossils they've been finding suggested that it could be partially aquatic or at least ate fish. The teeth it had looked like it was great for catching fish, kind of like crocodilian teeth. Limb bones suggested that it would be good for swimming. They've been discovering more and more about those recently, but the newest find is about its tail. So the most complete Spinosaurus tail ever has been found, and those tail bones are, well, tall, for a lack of a better word for that. They're kind of wide, but not in the horizontal way, in a vertical way, like a tadpole tail. They have very long neural spines, and it forms a paddle-like structure, which tells us that it could use that in the water to swim. Now, why is that so cool? Because most dinosaurs don't swim. There are other really cool prehistoric reptiles that could swim around, like ichthyosaurs and plesiosaurs, but Dinosaurs, not so much until we got the birds that could dive and swim, but Spinosaurus seems to have all the adaptations in place to be a swimming dinosaur, a 50-foot-long, crocodilian-teeth-filled, fierce thing in the water. It's so cool. So our final question comes from Eamon. Do you believe there are many dinosaur types that we haven't discovered yet? 
Yes, definitely. We find new dinosaur fossils all the time. One of the coolest latest finds was this itty bitty tiny dinosaur that was actually trapped in amber. And it was so tiny, the researchers looking at it realized they didn't really have any groups of dinosaurs to directly compare it to. It's kind of its own new thing, which tells us there's a whole new group of dinosaurs we really haven't even begun to discover, maybe because they were so small. So you really never know what's next. But knowing how many dinosaurs are around today with the birds, there's about 10,000 different species that are alive today versus how many extinct ones that we found, which is about 1,000. And knowing that they've been around this earth since 230 million years ago, you could do the math. We've got a lot more species to find. Well, Katie, thanks so much for talking to us and answering our dinosaur questions today. Of course. I love talking dinosaurs. Thanks so much for having me. If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert or a Museum of Science educator, you can email them to sciencequestions at mos.org. If you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or on Spotify, as well as leaving a rating or review for us. Please visit www.mos.org slash science matters to support MOS at home. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon.